Hey folks, welcome to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, consider leaving a review where you can. Or get in touch with me on social media. Paddy Talks Golf, you should find me there, anywhere. The show is presented as ever by Seed Golf Balls and sponsored by Drew's Golf Apparel. So, if you like what you hear, maybe you like their products too. So check them out. Let them know I sent you and put Paddy or something like that or Paddy Talks into your order description. We're working on discount codes. Work in progress. This week's episode is all around golf in Ireland. And it was an absolute privilege to talk to the three guests on this week's show. Without further ado, we sat down with Matt Janella, Matt Adams and Tom Coyne to discuss all things golf in Ireland and the golf courses we ourselves may be taking for granted. Let's roll it there, Roisin. Welcome to the show, everyone. As we're all in lockdown, this episode will go out during lockdown. And my finger will be taken out of my arse and I will have some editing done. Um, and we're all chatting about it on social, yeah, and amongst my friends, where will we go when lockdown is over? Will we go here? Will we go there? Where can we go? And so I said I'd get a posse, a crew around, some microphones. And believe it or not, none of them are Irish because the most people who play golf in Ireland come from abroad. And these are three gentlemen who I've followed for years in very stalkerish fashion. I've met two out of three, which ain't too bad. I have Matt Janella. Tom Coyne and the great Matt Adams on the phone. How past the crack, lads? It's it's doing well. I've, I've got uh, I got the Guinness out for you, uh, Patty. It's doing very well. How are the boys? Well, I have one boy. He's uh, he's ten, and Sophie's eleven months. So busy. Busy in lockdown, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, didn't get busy in lockdown. That happened before, but there's plenty of lockdown babies around these days. Um <laughs> How are you all doing? You're in, we're all in different parts of the world. So hands up. I'm in Kerry. Matt, Matty G, where are you dialing in from? Oceanside, California here. The new offices of the of the Fire Pit Collective, uh, you know, so to speak, I guess. But keep it warm. Deadly. Yeah, I'm Matt coming Adams. from, uh, well, Matt, where are you coming from? I'm in Orlando, Florida, my friend. How about you? Looks like you're in your den. Uh, yeah, I'm here in the office, the golfers in uh, Devon, Pennsylvania, just outside Philadelphia. A lot of snow still on the ground, but um, yuck. Yeah, and more coming. So there you go. Not golfing, but hopefully soon. Plenty of writing, book coming out in May. We're all looking forward to that. Mr. So kind of look like he was writing it as we're talking. <laughs> I, I am. I'm editing right now. <laughs> you guys have a conversation amongst yourself. I'm going to fix the book. <laughs> You're dead right. Uh, so yeah, like from from the outside looking in, um, my interpretation of, of of your guys' experiences of Ireland is is varied, and I suppose how Irish people might be going out side their own locations once we're all back golfing uh, to experience golf, and also for fellow Americans and and further afield, other countries do exist about uh, which golf tours or golf places they can look to maybe 
the latter end of 2021 or into 2022 and beyond. So I'm looking forward to this chat because while I talk the talk, I haven't walked the walk. You know, I do want to go to all these places. Um, I haven't ventured far outside the the parochial um, community of the sense. I haven't walked far outside Lahinch um, to experience those places. I've gotten around to Waterville, thanks be to God. It was... Um, it was a godly day almost. Um, it was immense. So what I'd like to do, if it's okay, is if you can describe, I suppose, um, firstly, I'll, I'll go with Mr. Kind first because he wrote about it. So, you know, technically he's, he's, he's the main man on it. Um, what does Irish golf mean to you, Mr. Kind? Wow. Um, it means quite a bit. You know, going back to um, just in a personal sense, the you know my family's connection to um, you know my my great grandparents come from Mayo on both sides of my family, and uh, so you know the connection, the family connection, um, going back to Ireland since I was a pretty young kid, and really kind of falling in love with Lynx golf in Ireland and and that style of golf and the people and the welcomes and all that all that that wonderful stuff, but. You know, what I didn't expect is that Irish golf would give me a sort of life that I didn't anticipate, you know, and writing a course called Ireland, um, that book changed a lot of things for me um, and enabled me to sort of um, pursue, you know, more, more and more of my golf dreams. So um, Irish golf has been very, very good to me in that sense. You know, when that book came out and, and when I did that project where I, you know, walked the coast of Ireland and play all, played all the links courses. I think, you know, we hoped it would do well, um, you know, but we had no idea really, you know, was this going to hit, was there some place in the market for a book about golf in Ireland? Um, and it did, it found a place and, um, you know, and I've gone on to do some other adventures as well. So I just have a ton of gratitude towards Irish golf. Um, and also I just have a feeling of, uh, real comfort and real, uh, you know, almost a corny sense of, of coming, you know, a sort of homecoming when, when I get back to places up in the Northwest, there's a real, uh, I don't go to other, even other places in my own country and feel as comfortable as I do, uh, at a place like Karn or at, at Enniskrung. Um, and I know we probably all each have our own kind of places that are like that for us where, um, you know, the welcome is, uh, you, you know, you're talking to people as if you just spoke with them yesterday or that you've known them your whole life. And that's, um, that's pretty special. So, uh, but it's funny, Patty, how you talk about that. Like, you know, you're in La Hinch and you're making a big deal out of going to Waterville. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I love that. Like I was just, there was a story in the Irish times last week. They revisited a course called Ireland, which was very nice of them to do. And, um, and Rory, um, who spells his name the Irish way. So it's impossible to, to pronounce, but Rory did this great. It wasn't McElroy. Um, did a, it was a very nice interview, but he was talking about like, ah, you know, someday I want to get out to Enniscrone, like talking about it, like it was going to Pebble Beach from where I am, you know? I'm like, dude, get in the car. You can be there this afternoon. You can make a tea time and go play. Um, so you all need to travel a little more, you know? I mean, in 10 days, we see every corner of your country. And uh, it always makes me laugh how um, going from, from Cary up to, you know, up to Sligo is like, oh my gosh, someday we'll get up there. But uh, it's good stuff. I'm, I'm glad to be here, Patty. Oh, thanks a million. That's glorious. Matt Adams, what does Irish golf mean to you, buddy? Uh, much like Tom, uh, my my family originates from Armagh and the other side from Tipperary. So 
Uh, when I started to go to Ireland as a kid, admittedly, it wasn't about the golf. It, it was about the country. And so th th there's a feeling that I get on Irish golf courses, particularly Irish links golf courses that I think Tom encapsulated in his book and certainly uh, Matt, Matty G encapsulated in his many, many features and trips to Ireland in his own right. And that is, in my view, that it's it's a spiritual experience of sorts. Uh, it, it's somehow it it puts you on a different plane. It's interesting to me that I think oftentimes if you talk to, to all three of us, you find that probably the best golf that you ever played was when you were playing golf in Ireland, which which is ironic because uh, the, the times that you were there, you were the least concerned about what you were shooting or what you were scoring or how you were swinging. You were just there to, to take in it all. And in particular for me over the last, well, now a couple of decades, but when I was working on the club side of the game, my job was to get people, you know, checked in and having a great time and out playing golf in their own right. So I played very, very few rounds during the bulk of my career because my job was to make sure that other people did. So going back to Ireland for me was my chance to actually play the game in earnest as well and hang out with friends. So uh, Patty, just like you and I met through Lahinch for years, I've called Lahinch my home course. And even though my family, as I mentioned, is from Northern Ireland and from Tipperary, I, I call Lahinch my, my village. Uh, because of the the same sense that Tom has in the Northwest with Enniscrone and, and and going to Carn, that when I'm back at Lahinch, my my I feel like my soul takes flight. I'm I'm home. I can be as relaxed as I want to. I can hang out with a few pints at the 19th or or, or do whatever you please. Just stare at the ocean and 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 contemplate life. So it's it's all of those things and 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 so much more. And and I guess the last comment I would make would be that that back to the cultural side that started the whole circle for me, that I think that that is as an important part of the experience as it is playing the Lynx golf courses, going to the cliffs and seeing the, the castles and just just taking in the culture and meeting the, the Irish people is absolutely a critical component. That's awesome. That's truly awesome. And, and I can totally see where you're coming from because there's, there's courses in Ireland I've gone to and it's like, Jesus, like, why did I wait 20 years to come here? You know, um, as Tom says, it's only down the road, you know. Um, I've been on shorter flights. Maddie G, what does Ireland mean to you? Yeah, I mean, um, I was just saying that my, my grandmother's from Ireland, uh, the Boland family from County Clare. And I... Uh, my dad is half Irish, half Italian, and, um, you know, we were always more of an Italian family where Janella, you know, and, it, you know, the kind of my uncle owns two Italian restaurants in San Francisco and North Beach. So um, when I finally got a chance to go to Ireland uh, on, a, you know, what was the first of many, many, now many golf trips, thankfully, it's... Um, it's, I, I have always, I've sort of felt that connection from the very beginning, um, kind of unearthing this other side of, of, of my heritage or, you know, my, my background. And, and then, you know, I, and, and it gets compared a lot, Scotland or Ireland, Scotland or Ireland. And I've always said, well, you, you got to go to the home of golf. You got to check St. Andrews. You got to experience that. But then, then, you know, the next couple of trips, you, you do yourself well if you if you did Ireland southwest to the north 
in and around Dublin, the Northwest, you know, and, you know, I was jotting down some notes here, but for me, you know, uh, for me, it's Waterville. That's where I feel like it's my, my special place. I love La Hinch. I love the North. I love, you know, Ardglass. I'm really, you know, that you've, when you uncover a certain aspects of, of golf in these corners of, of, Ireland, it's, it definitely, it hits you in the heart, you know, um, but it's the, you know, it's the cultural, uh, embrace that you get in, by, in Ireland, by the Irish, this, this warmth of, they want, they want you there. They want you to have a great time. They want to do anything they can to make sure that you're having a great time. There's this energy around a visitor like us. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, you know, that I've always, you know, that I've gravitate towards it's that it's that embrace. It's, it's, um, you can't really feel it. You can't touch it except for you're feeling it constantly when you're there, you know, it's not something tangible. Um, and it's the, and it's the, and it is, you know, more unlike any other trip I take, I try to spend as much time off the course experiencing the country and the culture than you do on the course. And I love the on course, you know, like you do, you make a point of, you know, jumping in the ocean or surf lesson in La Hinch or, uh, you know, uh, you know, touring the, in the North or uh, game of Thrones and the all, you know, the Titanic museum is a spectacular trip. You know, I, I my, I named my son Bandon after Bandon Dunes, but there's lineage all the way to the Bandon Golf Club. We, we brought him there. We toured the golf course. You know, I for me, I, I and I and I try to do Ireland once a year. Father son trip, car golf, father daughter. Now, um, it's I, it's it's on the top of my priority list every year. A, a trip to Ireland. I'm planning my 50th birthday this summer, and um, and and it's going to be to Ireland. Mm. Oh, it's dead. I have to say thank you for, for all your transparency because that's one question I didn't uh, prep you for. So thank you all very much for your for your honesty. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in because uh, I posted on Twitter um, to, to to the millions um, <laughs> about you know because that's where I got like air when I'm thinking so that my wife doesn't get annoyed with me incessantly talking about all this golf stuff at home. So I just take to social media and that's where I I air it because if you don't um, if you don't what did they say if you don't um, Oh, the, the the if you don't if you don't talk about it, it doesn't happen there's there's a fancier way to say it but um yeah so the first question was and 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 it could be around for for Americans coming here to to, to seek their lineage and, and embrace the culture um but one thing you mentioned there Matt was around like people like you get the experience it's not just just for the Americans like the full experience so I've had people to Lahinch I brought friends of mine up to Tralee and like th- there's a bit of backlash or whatever about all oh, well, of these top courses and they charge all this money but like th- th- there's like 50 people in the greens crew keeping that place in, in unbelievable condition but you're also like paying for an experience and like I brought people to Tralee I brought people to Waterville that time uh, to Ballybunion and it's like they've been overawed, like uncomfortable with the levels of service that, they, <laughs> that they've received, you know. And it's like, oh, my God, this is so good. And it's like, yeah, well, that's why it is like 190 bucks or whatever it is, you know. Um, it's not just that we want your money and, and, and spend your money in the pro shop and F off. It's like we want you to come back. We want you for the repeat business. So, so that kind of registered with me in terms of there is an interpretation in the country about 
these places are just for the Americans, but they're not. Like, you can just rock up, like Tom said, and like ring ahead. Like, have you tea time in two weeks? Okay, you don't. Well, it's the Thursday or Saturday. Okay, let's go. Like, that's as easy as it is. So if you are to plan, like, an ideal itinerary, your four days or whatever, like, where would you go? Um, Mr. Coyne. Yeah. Uh, for me, my go-to itinerary is, you know, going back to um, what I was saying about my own, is doing the uh, the Ennis Grown Ross's Point Carn trip and staying, which I've, I've probably done this trip, I don't know, a dozen times, um, staying at the Mount Falcon uh, just outside of Ballina, uh with the Maloney's and who are just fantastic people. Um, and, you know, just a, just a great spot. You can do a little bit of fish, uh, you know, fly fishing and, uh, and they have a falconry there on property. So, you know, it's just, we're, so we're supposed to go back. I'm going back this, um, supposed to go back in August, Matt, it sounds like you're going back to Patty. At some point you're going to have to tell us when you're going to let us, when we're going to be allowed back in because I'm like, I miss the, uh, the daily vaccination rate, which is, you know, like I said, it's about one and a half people at the moment. Um, but it's about, it's about 2000 people, but, um, we'll get there. We're hoping I hope to have, so, like, because it's, you know, last summer I had to cancel three trips and I've got, um, and I would just hate to do it again. Um, but in any event, if I'm not what the place I'll be, I'll be at the Mount Falcon. And then, um, so not too far out to Belmullet. And now that they've got, you know, with the new nine, you've got 27 holes there. So that's a good day, day and a half, um, or whatever, how much time you want to spend there. Go into, uh, then you've got Enniscrone, um, and you know, the two, two little course, you know, the little course there too. So you can make that a full day, hit the, uh, seaweed baths in Enniscrone. I've done that before. Something to just check off the list that you've done. I don't know if I'll go running back, but certainly unique. Um, and then you go up the to bucket list item one and done, right? The seaweed bath. Yeah. Come on. Let's do the seaweed baths. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Did the seaweed baths. Um, and, uh, and then Enniscrow, you know, or, or no, and then up to Ross's point. So, um, and doing Slago and Yates country and, you know, Ballina is a pretty good central location for that. So, I mean, that's a trip. If I was in Dublin, I'd say, okay. Or wherever I was, you know, we can get there pretty easily and it's going to feel like, um, you know, I always felt like the more north you go, especially the more northwest you go, the more you sort of find the island of your imagination or at least your American imagination. Like, you know, it's a little not that it's like the quiet man up there, but a little bit, you know, there's quite the country there. anyway, you know, uh, you still got the outdoor plumbing in some spots in Donegal. So um, so it's going to feel like very much like you're in a, a different, maybe a different country and in a, in, in a wonderful way. So that's where I'm headed. 100%. It's part of the world, I suppose, that isn't golf-wise, infrastructure-wise, uh, isn't as developed as, I suppose, the Southwest, you know, because no. they're, they're all at least on the same ring of monster, you might call it, while, mm-hmm. yeah, just a bit more underdeveloped. And thus, and, and thus, so maybe less travelled. It's only kind of been discovered maybe the last four or five years. So, so yeah, so there's some great value. And because be of that, there. you know, the welcome's going to be, you know, the welcome's warm everywhere, but you're, you're going to get the welcome where it's like, your being there has an impact, on what's going to happen, what's going on at Karn and Ennis, you know, um, which is particularly, uh, makes it even a greater experience. And there's going to be a little more value, you know, the farther Northwest you go, the better the values get. So if you're into that. I always say the furthest, the furthest away you get from Dublin, the better value you get. 
<laughs> which is about fair for any large city. Uh, Matt Adams, uh, won't get too political because um, you're tied to a certain certain number of courses here in Ireland. But if you had the ideal trip, you're like, there's no lockdown, you're flying out tomorrow, where are you going? Well, I mean, from, from the perspective of being tied, as you phrased it, Patty, to those particular courses, I'm a member of Tralee, uh, Bally Bunyan, and Lahinch because I love them. Uh, I think, it, and this kind of goes back to something that Matt Janella was talking about, that all three of us, as part of our, our life and as part of our career, travel around the world to go to different golf destinations or, or different resorts and report accordingly for, for part of our profession. And the thing that I think distinguishes Ireland is that you will find inspiring golf courses and must play and must visit places in other parts of the world, including in Scotland, where you've got, you know, the open rotas, et cetera. The difference I find with Irish Lynx golf is that you have an island that is completely unprotected from the ravages of the angry sea. So the Atlantic has been pummeling the island for millions and millions and millions of years. So as a result, the dunescape in Ireland is unlike any other dunescape anywhere in the world with these massive dunes and then these plummeting valleys that uh, the, the whole snake around. And that just could partly of what contributes to that unique experience. Uh, like Tom Coyne was saying, I've got two trips back to Ireland this year, but next year I'm going to be taking a group in April and we'll do the Southwest. Uh, and, and you know, all the hits there, you talked about it when you, when you're at, uh, you know, you go from anywhere down to old head and, and hanging out and sail and going to the restaurants and just hanging in the town, going to the white white house and, and having a few scoops uh, up to Waterville uh, go into the Butler Arms and the Fisherman's Pub there. Uh, you can swing by Conchival uh, if you want to, if you want to go all the way out to Dingle Peninsula, which is an incredibly inspiring trip in and of itself. If you really want to see the history of Ireland and see the stone huts, uh, if you look far enough off in the distance, you can see where they did uh, some of the filming for Star Wars, which was actually, in fairness, done all over Ireland. I, I love the fact that when a major motion picture series wants to find a place that's unlike any other place in the universe, they end up going back to Ireland. So, and, and from there, you can swing by Dukes, which I love. Uh, Killarney is, is fun to go to, the Golf and Fish Club, and it's fun to stay a few nights in Killarney because it's where the Irish go to party. It's that kind of town, and it's it's just some really, crack. Uh, oh, some, some crack, crack. indeed. Yes. Um, <laughs> Charlie is obviously brilliant. They've made some big changes on the front nine now that are just mor morphing into a back nine that I think is probably the finest nine holes of Lynx golf in, in all of Ireland. Bally Bunyan speaks for itself. It is an absolute cathedral. It is a museum of golf, Lynx golf. And so, I, and I stay across the street uh, with, with uh, I call her my aunt with Deirdre at the Cash and Course House, which I love. And because I can walk back and forth, you can have as many pints as you want to. You don't have to worry about a thing. And then I'll usually, if I might try to get around in it at Dune Bay, because I like the changes since Hawtree uh, uh, changed it up. Uh, but then for me, I always finish at La Hinch. Even if I swing by a dare and you have to now because there's a Ryder Cup going there. And if, if you if you if you're going with your spouse, your significant other, you should stay at a dare one night just just so you, you start in good graces. But La Hinch is a place for me to finish. And I try to always, you know, bookend my time so that I'm in La Hinch on a weekend. Uh, because it is the type of town where you want to be on a weekend. That's it's, it's strategic. Uh, Ken Venturi called it. It's a one-street town, and it's the greatest one-street town there is. 
Uh, in May, we're going back up to the north and west. I won't go with the same detail on that because Tom talked about it. But I think you do have to mention for the audiences around the world that might be watching this that are interested, you got Royal Port Rush, you got Royal County Down uh, to start there. Castle Rock is great. Bally Liffin is brilliant. So there's, there's a lot of options up there that are really fun, too. So uh, I think I pretty much just blanketed the whole country on you, Patty. But uh, <laughs> that's the nature of it. That's how special it is. That's it's it's immense, and, and even you describing the route, I was like, oh, I want to go now. I want to go now. So hopefully, we'll spur a few people with a few ideas. Machinella, there's plenty of the country left. Where are you going? Well, I, I'm I'm um, you know, I echo all the all that has been said. I, I'm I'm most intrigued by the Northwest. I've only dabbled uh, a little bit in the Northwest. Um, obviously, Tom knows it. I was literally taking notes on what Tom was saying uh, because um, I, I think that in the my 50th birthday trip, because I've done the North and I love it. I mean, you know, Port Rush, Port Stewart, Art Glass, Royal County Down. You could even go to Bally Liffin. You can get all of that in. And um and I love the Harbor Bar and the Crazy Willie and the whole, you know, all that. Uh, the, and, and like I said, in Belfast and the Titanic, you know, I, it's all there. And then in the Southwest, I'll always end up, I'll end up back down there for the father-daughter this year at the end of July that uh, Car Golf puts on. And then I'm going to try to stay through to the father-son uh, again, I mentioned 16 year old daughter. Um, I've tried to get her there two years ago and it didn't work out logistically. So we're going back this year. She's played a little golf, the father daughter to me, after having played the father son for the last seven years, eight years, maybe more is an amazing event. Great group of people, 90 plus teams playing Waterville, great format, great golf course, great town. Um, and, uh, uh, and it's spiritual down there. And I, and, but the father daughter is one of the coolest things I've ever, I've ever been a part of. I mean, it brings tears to your eyes watching the relations between fathers and their daughters and daughters and, and the game of golf and daughters to the daughters and dads to the dads and all this cross pollination of just good, just good vibe and good energy. So that's really cool. But I, I really feel like I need to do the Northwest the way that Tom uh, has done, or, and I'm sure Matt has done as well. And, um, and so that, that, you know, that to the Northwest seems like that's what the Southwest used to be uh, before it really got, you know, not necessarily commercialized. It sounds like a negative term, but just got popular, got popular you know, and more tailored. You know, yeah. Just, it just, all of that, uh, you know, from Lahinch to Dukes to Waterville to Old Head, and then you know, picking up all the other ones, the Dune Bags and the Trillies, and the, I mean that that that's a home run trip. That that to me, if after the old course, I do the Southwest, then I do the North, and certainly around Dublin, you got Port Marnock. We haven't even mentioned Port Marnock or the Island or or the European Club or whatever that's happening, and you got the city of Dublin, which is one of my favorite cities. And I saw you you two in Dublin, which is mind boggling. But that Northwest is where I'm most attracted to for a lot of the reasons that Tom pointed out that it just, you know, it's the value, it's the unearthedness, it's the non-commercialized, it's the real true, feels like the last salvation of like, you know, that that pure Irish golf experience that I'm looking for. And I'm I'm looking forward to it in July. 
Delia and I, I really, I really hope that uh, you guys can get over here. The pandemic lips and all that jazz, um, but that's a really good overview from from all three of you. Thank you very much of of like the the myriad of courses people have and, and how we're spoiled for choice in this island and get over the stone walls, lads and ladies, and venture 30 miles down the road and like pay what you need to pay, like get the experience, like it opened my eyes. Um, you know, and I'm of the I'm of the background where if you don't ask, you don't get. Like if you're looking for a rate, just ring and ask. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. And if, you know, yeah, well, the venture, you, nothing games. You you keep mentioning a rate, but to be honest with you, for us here in the U.S., you know, Pebble's five hundred and fifty dollars, and 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 all the all the other like elite, you know, Band and Dunes, you're going to be paying, you know, pre peak season in the three hundreds depending on the t- time of year, but, you know, to go over there and to pay, you know, 200 or 225 or, you know, for us, that actually is insane value considering what you get. Uh, you know, this, this is, you know, it's not, I know it's a lot, but if, if you're going over there, it feels like, you know, I said, I've always said that the problem with golf is not a $500 green fee. If it's a $500 green fee, you know, delivering on a $50 experience. The best case scenario that's, is a five thousand gives the five thousand dollar experience like a pebble does, and in Ireland, you know whatever price you, get, I have never once left there even thinking about what we've spent to play because the the memory, the value you're getting of that cultural immersion and the experiences, the memories, the people you meet, the the laughs you have, the music you hear in the pubs or whatever, is it's not even a question whether or not you're getting great value. And then that's it. I suppose that's that's the pessimistic Irish culture coming out in me, and and people like me going, I'm not paying for that. For Jesus, I've fifty quid's my limit. But like like you said, you pay for the experience, and we've done it for decades, like fulfilling that experience of people with high expectations. You know. Um, next question I had was around stay and play resorts. I think we've massively covered that one. And in terms of bang for your buck, we'll move on to, I hate the term hidden gem, but it's the, it's the term people most will, will, will align with. I, I prefer like discovery, you know, a golf discovery for me. That's I, I'm going to name one place. Well, I'm going to name two places. I'm going to name one in the Northwest seen as on your itineraries, which is Critch Island. I think Mr. Coyne was there. And the and I was calling it crude. And then I went up and I had a couple of drinks. And man, started, it's crutch. It's crutch. What are they talking? You know, so you've got to be oh careful. My, the Harry, come on. I was say there. <laughs> and uh, the other place is Castle Gregory. And they're both nine hole courses, which is magical. And they're like 20 euros. And they, they, they deliver like a three figure experience of rawness. And it's like playing golf in the 50s. It's brilliant. But now I'll give it off to you guys in terms of the experience you've had on this island. Um, which you're like, that was unexpected. And I'll go back for that. Yeah, well, you you took my first two two that would be go for it. <laughs> That's why I need to shut the hell up. Trish Island do their thing. A pretty unforgettable going. I mean, that setting. Uh, and it was funny. You know, we mentioned it. Um, I had the chance to talk with Paul McGinley last week, and um, and he and we talked about Critch Island. You know, and which is just a sign roller that not that many people have played, right? So it's up in the northwest. It's near a town called Kinkashla, and um, you know, so if you're staying at say like Rossapena, it wouldn't, it'd be like an hour from there, maybe set coming back South. Um, and it is just on the most crazy outcropping, like rock outcropping. Um, the Donegal coastline is just awesome. I mean, it's so dramatic. Matt was talking about, um, 
Matt Adams was talking about the, uh, you know, how the, the West coast, the West coast dunes are just, they are insane. There's nothing in Scotland like them. I mean, Ireland just has that over anywhere in the world. It's, it's dunescapes. And, um, you know, the Donegal coastline is more rocky than dune probably, but it's just such a cool spot. It's got this par three. Um, the sixth hole is, uh, I'll put that up against any, any, uh, any golf hole, any par three in the world where, you know, you're just at one rocky, the tee box is up on a sort of rocky cliff and you're hitting, um, the green is on the other cliff. Uh, so it's almost like a cartoon kind of golf hole. It's really great. But beside those, I mean, staying with your nine hole theme, um, in terms of unique experiences, um, uh, Mulraney is a golf course that, uh, when I've played there again on the West coast and, and a, a nine hole links, it was my first experience with commonage and my first experience with land that was, you know, shared with, um, farmers, you know, that, that the golf course owned one thirtieth of the property and the other 29 owners were farmers who had their, their flock, their, you know, their sheep out there, their horses, um, and their donkeys. So went out and, you know, so that was the, since then I found it in a couple of places and like Rora in Scotland or, you know, where you have the green surrounded by fence, the nicest fences are at Mulraney though. They're nice. They're, they're actually tight with a gate and it's very, very, they're literally very sharp. Um, but that experience going out there, um, and, you know, with, with, you know, sheep laying in the bunkers and having to open a gate to go in and putt, um, and just having so much fun, it was just an absolute blast. And that's what, you know, finding places like that for me was, is, is just a wonderful, uh, experience and a reminder to get off the beaten path, you know, definitely go play the Southwest. If you got five days, go to the Southwest and go nuts and you're going to just love it. Um, if you've done that though, and you've got more time, wander, you know, wander and see what gets in your way. And, um, and Mulraney got in my way one day and I knew nothing about it. Same with Critch Island, same with Castle Gregory and, you know, same with Spanish point near La Hinch. And I just, I just go there and have a blast, you know, and they're, you know, they're just a few quid to play as they say. And, uh, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be Valley Bunyan, um, but it doesn't need to be so. Yeah, I was blown away by the dunes in Critch and the like the 365 degree views. Like they're they're that good. They're, they go they go more than full circle if from certain parts of the golf course. It's a, it's uh, and I, I was there for two days um, and yeah, it was crazy. It was like this is nuts. And you can fly to Donegal from Dublin. It's like 40 minutes. So if you think about commuting, and it was voted, I think Europe's if not definitely Europe's not the world's most uh attractive um flight in or flight out of an airport in europe yeah. anyway that, that's yeah and one or two anyway so we're up it's it up there more international flights up to the northwest though i mean never happened really happened to knock so um we need to get some american going into somewhere else um i mean that's like with shannon and dublin and now mostly dublin um tends to be where tourists will will, will stay you know rather than than go up to uh, up to donegal so more flights up that way. Absolutely, there's one in the morning, one in the uh, in the evening. Well, when when there's um, no one wearing masks, uh, Matt Adams. Yes. Um, an, an experience that she didn't expect. Uh, I think the one for me, I I, I sense, uh, uh, Patty, that you're that you're looking for the off the beaten path uh, stories or courses, and there and there are plenty of those. I mean, I would say. Uh, Ardglass, Castle Rock, 
Port Stewart in fairness, uh, to some extent, Bally Liffin, although they've, they've had their taste of glory with the Irish Open, et cetera. These are courses that a lot of people don't know. Thomas talked about Innistrana Carn, and absolutely they merit the same uh, judgment that people should play them. And, and when you play them, they're going to be an incredible experience. But for me, uh, it, the experience that brings tears to my eyes. I mean, I get emotional even, even talking about it now goes to what Matty G was talking about. And that's at Waterville and the, we're at the 12th hole in, in this, this absolutely brilliant last of, of Hackett design. When they were designing the par three, it was designed to be a tee box on a dune played to a flat in between two dunes and the Irish laborers refused. They said that that is sacred land. Uh, because in a time and place, dark though it was, when the Irish people were, were deemed it was illegal to, to practice religion that you chose, uh, they used to hold mass in that low area between these dunes. They would post sentries at the top of the hills because when they could see the dust flying up, the only people that had horses were the British soldiers. Uh, so it wasn't only the practice; uh, it was mass. It was it was uh, it was uh, confirmations. It was baptisms. It was marriages. This piece of land is a church. And when I walked from the tee, now they they put the the green on the other dune. So from stem to stern, it's two hundred and ten yards. And when I walk through that that flat area, that low area between tee and green, I take my hat off because you are in a house of worship. And I guess the, the period at the end of the sentence of that story is that, unfortunately, the priest was captured. He was, he was put on a, a prison ship in the bay, and he was eventually beheaded. So this, this isn't just a light Irish story. This, this is about a belief and about a conviction and about faith. And the fact that golf and a, and a brilliant golf course such as it is could liberate this story in this land and forever allow it to be celebrated and exposed. Uh, that's a really powerfully emotional thing for me. So that's, that's the one that in the question that you asked, that's the one that stands out to me. Yeah. And that's, that stands true because I wouldn't be a massively religious person. Okay. But the time of Waterville, I knew of that story, I think from uh, Janet's Instagram stories of of being at the car tournament because they hold mass there during those tournaments. Oh, and my yeah. my ball wasn't down there. It wasn't scouts on, and my ball wasn't down there. But I did take a minute and go down there, and just it is. You do get that sense of you could call it spirituality if you want in that that piece of land because when I was there, there was no one there. Um, so so Patty, can you confirm Patty's story? Do you guys actually have mass down there during the tournament? That's incredible if it is. Yeah, no, Jay Connolly, uh, one of one of he at the time was one of the owners of Waterville early on, um, and uh, Jay had coordinated on the 25th year anniversary of the Car Golf Father Son event. He coordinated a mass in the at the mass hole in oh, where they, they held. And they have a they they and people you know the whole tournament and town so they invited just, not just the tournament goers it was the town, um, you know surrounded that mass hole sat up on you know became a little uh, amphitheater for mass, and that year, uh, rain rain weather the whole thing, and the mass was scheduled for Wednesday evening, and I'm not you know of course about two hours before the mass. 
the skies opened, uh, uh, parted, the clouds parted, and it became like one of the most glorious evenings of the week, you know, maybe of the year in Ireland. I mean, it was just epic. And um, and the, the, the priest gave a little background on uh, the original priest who, gave, you know, used to give mass there, and you know, they spread his body all throughout the country. And uh, they're trying, uh, Jay Connolly is actually leading a charge to try to get that priest sainthood uh, going back, um, you know, to, to, to recount, you know, wow. get, him, get him elevated, you know, within the, within the church. Um, since then, they have now, we, I've been to probably five masses at the mass hole because they've, they continue to do it now because if, if someone like Marty Carr's brother died, they had a mass to honor him. So they've had these masses there. And every time it's like one of the most glorious evenings of the week. That is so awesome. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just, you know, of all the things, right. You, you know, if you had a rainy evening in, in Waterville, it wouldn't make for a nice mass, you know, you'd just be there, you know, and everyone would probably still go, but it would be probably a pretty gnarly experience. And every time, it's like the, the 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 sun comes out. So, um, I mean, Waterville to me is one of the greatest. You know, it's six three hole routings: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. To, in a, you know, and they all the holes go in different directions. So you, you know, if if you're into the wind on one, you're downwind on the other, and you're probably got a crosswind on the other because of the way that it lays out. And I've 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 the more you play it, the more you love it the more it, it gets in your soul and your heart and your, your fabric of, of a golfer, but also of like a traveler of a visitor of a, of a, it's, it's amazing, amazing, powerful place. And uh, you know, the first time I did it, I rolled through there in Waterville and we played and we just went on and it didn't, it, I didn't, I didn't do it. It's proper. And that's the way we typically do these trips, which is always a bit of a shame. Um, and I say to people, you got to go back. You got to, I get it. 36 a day is always what we, what we set to do, but in Ireland more so than any, you, you do want to build in some time for some town immersion and some, some pub time and talking with locals and listening to music and getting some of these stories. Like, you know, can you imagine hearing that story from an Irish, like, you know, what Matt just said, that's, it's just tremendous. But, um, and so Waterville is what it is for me. I, 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 I couldn't believe what I found when I played Dukes for the first time. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, and then really Ardglass, Ardglass to me, Marty Carr was over in the Irish, Irish Open Pro-Am. I got to play with Ricky Fowler and A.P. McCoy, who's a famous Irish jockey, like the Wayne Gretzky of Irish jockeys. And, um, and, and Patty Kilty is a famous Northern Irish comedian. And there must have been 3,500 people around the first tee of Royal County. Day. I couldn't believe how I was nervous. I barely got the <laughs> airborne. I thought I was going to kill somebody. Um, and after we played Port Rush and Port Stewart, and I agree, Port Stewart doesn't get, you know, that the the front nine of Port Stewart is, I think, is one of the great nine holes uh, in, in Irish golf and designed by, you know, a guy who used to teach Graham McDowell math. You know, they did it for a couple pints, you know, designed that, that, that nine. But Ardglass, you know, Marty said, well, you got to come over. Let's go to see Ardglass. And Ardglass to me, uh, and it's, and thankfully it's become uh, more on the radar for a lot of, a lot of golfers in Northern Ireland. Now it's less of a hidden gem, so to speak. It's just a straight gem. 
but it it's got land like Pebble Beach. It's got it's got like <laughs> some of the cool and the pro Paul Vaughn there is just one of the most gracious, kind human beings on earth. And they continue to make improvements to our glass as it's gotten uh, that's making more money. And it's, you know, the oldest clubhouse goes back to the 1400s. Um, and I just, I've, I've sent a lot of people to art glass and it's batting a thousand, not a single person comes back and it's like $50 to play $60 to play. So, you know, and there's a million more, but I would, I would strongly recommend Duke's and art glass is my sort of favorite hidden gems that I've stumbled upon along the way. So. Hey, Patty, if you, if you'll allow me to jump in here, I, I want to ask the three of us to tell kind of, because, because we're all kind of telling like a secret on the inside type stories right now. Um, and I know no one's going to hear this. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I know that Tom has a very close relationship with art glass too. And it, it is a classic place. When you walk inside of a clubhouse, that's a castle. It, it speaks for itself. Plus there's a keep all around it and the, at the rest, but if you go down to the old head and can sail uh, for people that are watching this and when, when you pull up to this, this, this across the land bridge into this piece of property that is so incredibly historic, it's where the German U-boat sunk the Lusitania. So it's where the, the, the dead and debris and, and the survivors for, uh, all came ashore right there. Uh, it's, it's got an ancient a lighthouse that, that was lit by monks and and their monk huts still exist there i always like to go in the hut and i look through that old window it's a it's about two by two and it's a, it's a meter thick and you're looking through a window where some lonely monk must have looked out and said jesus the weather's terrible and so he had to keep that that lighthouse lit and the old foundation is still there and then there's a druid burial ground on the property well what i was getting at was this when you pull up there's there's a wall there that's a security wall with a guard. And whether you are playing the old head or not, mark me on this. Ask the guard if you can see the castle ruin on the inside of the wall. When, Matt, Matt Janelle, I'm not sure if you've ever done this either, but, but this is something fun when you go back. Uh, it, uh, Tom as well. Go inside that wall. And when you get to the castle ruin, look to the lower right hand. There's, there's usually some, some burrs. You've got to clear the bushes a little bit. And there's an opening in the wall. Crouch down, climb through, and you find yourself inside of a room in the castle because it had a stone ceiling, so it's still there. Even the wood that you could see the holes from that marked the second floor have long since rotted away, right? Centuries gone. And the reason I'm telling you all this, because everybody nowadays has a phone with them. Turn on the light on your phone. And put your hand up to your right. As soon as you come to come through the crack, stand up, put your hand up to the right and illuminate the stone. This is like a Da Vinci Code thing. And in the stone, it's etched 1150. The year it was built was 1150 and no one ever sees it. So next time you go, if you remember that one little tidbit, that one little story, you can have a really cool experience. Tom, do you agree with that? What's yours? I agree completely and i've been there a couple times i know that's awesome Matt. I'm, I'm in i'm uh like i said if we can get back in the country this year i'll be holding my phone up um and checking that out that is awesome i've never heard that uh before about old head um but yeah those uh those moments of unexpected discovery or those only in ireland moments oh man um i guess i got a book worth of them but that one that's it that's top notch right there um 
I can't compete with that. Yes, you can. No wonder. Give, give, give them a secret. <laughs> um, let's see. What are you looking for? Something nobody knows. Oh, something nobody knows. Well, you think about it. But Maddie G, okay, let me have a think on it. We'll circle back around you. We're taking yeah, over you, Maddie's you, show. Yeah, it's our show. What do you got? You, what's your secret? Well, I got a, I, I'll throw a couple there, but, you know, whether they call it Hollywood or Hollywood, Rory McIlroy's home course growing up in Northern Ireland, I was out there, Royal County down. I saw Rory and I said, oh, he goes, hey, you got to come see my golf course. He made a phone call to his buddies in the pro shop. My friend and I went up and played, uh, I'll call it Hollywood. It's spelled with like one L. So it's, you never, I wasn't sure. But um, it reminds me of Goat Hill Park because it's on a slope. It's you got to be very exacting with your yardages, uh, with your with your with your angles. You got to you got to you know. It's no wonder Rory is who he is. And they got a really cool little shrine to Rory there uh, with all some trophies. And they'll tell you stories about how, as a kid, that the older kids used to lock him in the locker so that they would have a chance to win, you know, win the daily tournament because he was so competitive. Um, so that's another off the beaten path experience that I, that I strongly recommend if you're in the North is to, to go where Rory grew up playing because you get a very keen sense as why, as to why he, you know, he went on to do what he's done. Um, and the Harbor bar, obviously Port Stewart, Port Rush and crazy Willie and getting a Guinness, uh, which they will tell you, you know, might be one of the best Guinnesses you'll ever have uh, in in the world at the Harbor Bar, they they'll tell you they pour more Guinness there than anywhere else. I don't know whether or not it's true. Uh, I can't. I can't <laughs> have a hard time arguing. The uh, Matt, I think you mentioned Adair Manor. J.P. McManus, you know, grew up in Adair, uh, only dreaming of ever being inside the gates, and now owns it and put you know millions and millions of dollars into making it what it is today. And it's going to host a Ryder Cup and the J.P. McManus Pro Am, and it's just. You know, Auntie Lena's the pub there is there's a family lineage of of musicians there at, at Auntie Lena's there, which if you go in and and have a great bowl of soup and a and a pint there, it's it's quite a scene. You're gonna hear some great authentic Irish music. But if you go to Adair Manor, they don't even publicize this. And I and if you've got kids, and even if you don't have kids, they have a fairy trail at Adair Manor. And they've created this fair trail. Looks like it's been there for centuries, and it's and it's in the back part of the property. And again, I don't I don't think they really publicize it or promote it much. But you can go in one direction or the other direction and find they there are these little clues and uh, little huts and little things throughout this trail that you walk that are mind boggling. The attention to the detail that they've done. It's this fairy trail. And it and it and it you makes you feel like you've just discovered it on your own, and there's little little huts. Little, I mean, it's just one of the coolest things. I, I was there with my wife and son. We ended up doing the fairy trail like six times, and <laughs> found something new every time. So awesome. I, you know, it, you gotta go, gotta go do it. Especially if you have kids or if you're a significant other. It's really one of the coolest things I've ever seen in all my travels. Plus, plus you can tour that Norman Castle ruin that's like a wedge away. Yeah. I, I don't know if you brought the kids to do that yet, but I'll tell you what, that place is haunted as hell. <laughs> I might skip it. 
Anyway, it's stuff like that where you're like, what is happening? I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. Yeah. All right, Patty, my surprise, which is in the book, but it's one I like to talk about, is is walking to, again, that same area up and around, you know, Sligo, where Sligo meets Mayo, um, the beach bar. So in a course called Ireland, I, I visited north of, I think, 200 pubs, like some ridiculous number. It was four months. It was a long time. Shocking. Oh, shocking. Um, the, uh, and I rate them in the, in the book. And, and my winner, my top pub in Ireland, is a place called the Beach Bar, which by its name, it sounds like someplace you go on spring break or you visit in Cancun, right? Like some, some bad, uh, cheesy kind of uh, place where you're sort of doing shots off the bar or something. You know, it doesn't sound not very Irish, but people, as I got closer to it, were like, go check out the beach bar. You're going to see signs for it as you walk. Um, and I did. So I started to see some just small signs on the side of the road to go down to Augur's Head uh, and check out the beach bar. And, you know, since I was walking, um, you know, that's one thing about the signs in Ireland that'll tell you, like, ah, you know, it's five miles down the road. So you're like, okay, five miles, great. Um, and you get, later. Yeah. And you get to the next sign and it says seven. Eight miles down the road. Like, what? Am I going backwards? Um, you know, so that was that was one of those days where it just the road to the beach bar was never ending. Um, so by the time I need I got there, I, I definitely needed a pint. But the uh it's such a cool spot. It's a thatched pub on the on the edge of the ocean, on the right on the beach. Um, you know, I walk up, there's just kind of a few dogs coming up to greet me, go inside. There's a fire going. It's an old, uh, I mean, the place has been around for five, 600 years. They used to make poaching, you know, with, you know, moonshine there, uh, and they would bring it in right off the water. So it was a place for basically, um, uh, yeah, it was a base for bootlegging booze and, uh, and it's just such, and you can go, you can stay in the house next door, which is, which was very convenient because I had one long, I spent a week there one night and, uh, and it was just an absolute, an absolute blast. Um, so I always say to people, if you see the sign, you happen to be traveling in that part of the country and that sign catches your eye, the beach bar, don't, don't miss it. Um, and it's been cool. I've been brought people back there. And like Matt said, that's one of those, I'm batting a thousand on that one. No one ever regrets, you know, the detour um, down to the beach to see the thatched pub. So that's a good one. Awesome. I, I'll, throw one, I'll throw one, one last thing in here. Uh, speaking of bars and what happens in all the golf. I, and we've done this now. It's become a tradition in Waterville playing 1836 you're you're staying up late singing singing the Butler Arms around the piano that Payne Stewart used to sing at, or you know the uh, you know I mean it's just the Butler Arms, and right between between Butler Arms and Dooley's Pub Net there in the middle of town, um, there's access to the water there. If you're hungover, if your joints are achy, if you if your dogs are barking and you don't think you're going to be able to you know make it anymore, and you're just and just feel like that that fog has set in. Put on some swim trunks, grab a towel, go jump in the go jump in the water right there in town. And I'm telling you, like it's just the perfect chill that gets the blood pumping, and all your pains, all your ailments goes away. You're you're no longer hungover. You no longer got your aches and your joints. 
and you're ready for action and you're ready to do it all over again. It's the best solution to, you know, getting run down. Because in Ireland, invariably, not unlike the band and trips or whatever, you just, you do too much. You drink too much. You stay up too much. Too, everything is too much. Thank God. Good, yeah, thank God. And you wouldn't want it any other way. The way you can keep going is dip in that ocean, clear your head and all your joints, and you'll be ready to go. I, it's the best tip I can give you. Yeah, we call it we call it the snovasasta, yeah. which is the satisfied the satisfied swim. It, and there's a lady who does it. There's a lady who started doing it, and there's a brand of the snovasasta in Spanish Point, just down the way from. Le Hinch and she does it for charity and she did 50 swims in 50 days through like November and December in the west coast of Ireland so you're not talking like <laughs> 15 degree water Celsius or anything and fair, play, fair play to her um, you know and she was swimming two or three times a day to keep up with the the goal of doing 50 in a month I think it was and yeah the novice Asta so I did a couple of them Ooh. but I would do it again because like you only need to go in for maybe five, five, ten minutes and just think of the coffee, think of the coffee, think of the coffee and back out. And, <laughs> and I, I did it after a two-day wedding as well. So, like, I wasn't, I was shook. I was yeah. shook. Um, and, yeah, I felt great after it. Felt great after it. The coffee was great. <laughs> Even if it was filter. Um, last question, because, like, I'm, I'm very appreciative of your time. And we've kind of dwelt in a little bit in terms of hidden experiences within golf resorts but now it's more so like the we put the tourism ireland hat on and a non-golf experience as, or as matt adams introduced it to me when we first met a culture day so maybe a day to maybe start with the snovasasta the segue do you know the segues in this show are second to none um what would you do on your culture day mr coin culture day it's interesting <laughs> yeah I'll be going back with, um, again, on this theoretical trip that we're taking this summer, bringing the kids for the first time. It'll be their first time in Ireland. They've done, uh, for whatever reason, the way every other year, they've come on this, on a lot of Scotland trips. So they haven't done, uh, which has been um, an oversight on my part. So we're supposed to fix that this year, do Ireland with the kids. So we're going to do a whole week, which theoretically may not have any golf, which will be my first time doing that since I was their age. Um, so I've had to look at non-golf activities, which is something I needed to brush up on because like Matt said, you know, it's 36 holes a day when I go, it's, it's, it's around the clock. Um, you know, it's like, if I'm going to see a castle, I'll see it on the way to the next course. So, <laughs> you know, I, but this time we're going to stop at some castles. And, and one of the days that I'm, I'm pretty excited about doing is in the North is doing, um, the Giants Causeway and doing the rope bridge. Um, I think that that's something, especially for kids um, to see, you know, one of the natural wonders of the world. Um, and then if I can get them to go across the rope bridge, which is, is a little bit scary and they've looked at the pictures. I don't know if they're going to do it. Um, I did it two years ago. Uh, you wouldn't want to be shook. You wouldn't want to be shook doing that. Now, the kids won't, you might, but do it on I've done it and I just thought it was so cool getting out there and just, you know, how I used to catch salmon there and that little, where the, you know, as the water ran between the rock and the mainland and just, uh, just a cool spot. So, I mean, that's, that's going to be a, a good day. Um, and then, you know, we'll definitely be doing, as Matt's been mentioning, the Titanic experience. Um, you know, to do that, we're not really Game of Thrones. Well, they're too young for it probably anyway, but to do the Titanic and then to go hit, um, you know, the natural sites um, on a good long day 
uh, in the north. I think that's a that's going to be a, a good a good day with no golf. And it should be great. It's a great day. I did it with my wife a couple of years ago. We went, used to go to Belfast. You know, whenever there was a bank holiday, we got our engagement rings up there. We love it as a town. Um, the Black Cab Tour in Belfast is a must-do. Like, if you have Irish heritage, get yeah. into a Black Cab Tour. So mark that I've one I've done down. a couple of those. They're probably not old enough for it yet, but that is really open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah, eye-opening what, stuff. <laughs> what is this mural about? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll hold off on that for them. But the... Uh, that edu- as an education, the Black Cab tours are must do. Um, just absolutely fascinating. Absolutely. Um, who do I go to? A Matt this time. I go to Matt Adams. Culture Day, Matt Adams style. Uh, I mean, just because we haven't talked about it too much, Matty G mentioned it, but I think spending time in Dublin City is absolutely brilliant. Uh, a couple of years ago, I put, I took Donna up to the, the Gaelic football final uh, at Croke Park, and it was such an amazing experience. I think kind of as a cheat for anybody that if, if you can get your significant other uh, to fall in love with Ireland with you, then, then it can help you grease the skids a little bit and getting back there more often. So uh, we love to go to Dublin and what was so much fun for me and, and Tom kind of touched on this too, was that when I brought Donna into Dublin, she wanted to do the touristy thing. She wanted to go to the cathedrals and she wanted to ring the bells and she wanted to go to the Guinness storehouse and, and do the Jameson tour and, and, and go to the brazen head, the oldest pub in Ireland and all the rest and, and the, the Dublin Castle tour, which was fascinating. Well, in all honesty, I had never done any of those things. And the reason why I hadn't is I was always there with my mates and we would play golf and, and we would finish and go to a pub and, and wake up destroyed and get up the next day and, and, and dunk our, our heads into the sea of a sink of cold water and off we go and we do it all over again. So of going back with her and doing these things. And what we did was kind of another cheat was we would buy the hop on hop off pass on the, on the city bus. And they just kept, they had all these different routes and they would circle around and circle around, circle around. And you get off if you want to, to grab something to eat or grab a pint or see, see a site and you can get jump back on again. And while you're on the driver is giving you a history tour of everything that you're looking at. And, and so it was an incredible educational experience. It was incredibly fun. Uh, it was, you know, uh, it, maybe it's blasphemy to say this, gents, but some of the greatest times I've had in Ireland were not on the golf course. It was all of these other experiences. You know, uh, uh, Patty, I think about the collective experience we had with the Irish Open at Lahinch when, you know, we shut down the main road. It was just for pedestrians and set up a, a music stage on the beach and then set up another music stage in the, in, in the spectator village. And all of that was just so fantastic. And it, it, it speaks to, I think the, the fun, as, as you said, when we opened this, the, the crack for those that don't know the, the, the Irish word for, for fun, uh, the, the crack was mighty, as they say. And, and it's, I think the Irish people are better at embracing that and helping you have the greatest time of your life than any place else in the world. It is the warmth, but it's also uh, the the enjoyment that they have in, in letting people learn and share uh, the culture of wherever they are and the history of wherever they are. And, and uh, you know, I have a, a friend, uh, John, in fact, who's a, who's a GM up at Valley Lift and Tom may have met, and I'm, and I'm sure Matty G has as well, 
who says that, you know, coming back to Ireland is is not like going away from home. It's like coming back home again. And I couldn't agree with it more. So, I, you know, I, I like like Tom was trying to do when he was giving us his little nugget. It, I have so much flooding into my head. It's hard to pin it down to one thing, but it is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and I, and I feel for that as well because, like, I I worked abroad for a couple of years, and it's amazing in Italy. Like, it wasn't the worst place to be, Tuscany, and all that jazz, pizzas galore. Um, but like, I wasn't gone two weeks, and like the the nostalgia for home, and and I wouldn't call myself a home bird. But when I came back, there was a massive appreciation for just how Irish we are, and you know how welcoming we are, and like you said there, when you come back, it's like talking to people like like your friends you speak to every day well for me it's I go back home to La Hinge because I don't live there anymore and I speak to people I played football with under 12s you know who I haven't spoken to in 15 years you meet in the post office like hey how's it going it's like you pick up where you left off in the playground almost you know so I absolutely feel for, for your feelings too uh, Matt Janela a non-goth experience um, for yourself yeah a lot, lot of you know uh, you know, just to just to further, just to hit that note one more time about the Irish. Um, for me, you know, I always like to say, "Oh, I work hard, play hard." You know, that's the that's a I, I kind of those are words I basically live by. I you know, my brother used to say it to me because he's older than me. He used to tell me, you know, here's the key to life: work hard, play hard. The Irish, that's that the whole country seems to like work hard, play hard, you know? So it feels like to be around these people, like they just go hard and they give each other, sh- they give each other shit. They, there's, you know, uh, you, you, they don't let anybody get a big head about them. If, you know, they, the, I just, I love the way Irish treat each other and they treat, you know, visitors. It's, there's a no nonsense, no bullshit attitude and energy about the Irish that I'm, I'm really attracted to that. Um, you can't get enough of it. You know, the minute you think you're riding a high, they'll up. Ah, they they say something or do something to bring you down. You know, and I think that's a large part why we love the Irish professional guard. Go, you know, the Rorys and the Harringtons and the you know Darren Clark and the Graham McDowells is you know that they they're not afforded that opportunity to get a big you know big head about. Um, Giants Causeway, uh, the the Titanic Museum I mentioned, you know those are those those are amazing. Bushmills Distillery is a really cool experience, uh, and and they they take it very seriously. They got an amazing history there. Um, that if you if you if you want to do taste taste some stuff that really warms you from to the bone, um, and then you know I just uh, that that. I remember going to shoot at Ardglass and the guy who was driving me there mentioned that um and one of the sound guys on our shoot everybody in Northern Ireland has worked on Game of Thrones right they've been a extra character they've been a grip a, I mean it's it was all hands on deck so you can't go 10 feet without meeting somebody who was in Game of Thrones and then the dire wolves were puppies uh there and that when they were shooting they they went and you know, they got the puppies to come back. They they incorporated into the show. The owners of those puppies are sons of a man who owns a fish bait shop that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, their dad owns that shop. They had the three pu- three puppies were brought into and part of the show. They still have the dire wolves, which are big. Just you know, they they ended up 
making them even bigger than they actually are eventually, you know, through the, through the show. But those, those dogs really exist. And they, those kids that were in game of Thrones actually lead you on this tour of where they had all these famous places in game of Thrones throughout the, 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 the North. And it's an amazing tour. And you learn a lot about not only game of Thrones, but the country, the North, you know, Northern Ireland itself. So, I mean, that, that's, you know, I, we could go on and on about all these little, you know, the, the nuanced experiences. Um, Charlie Chaplin used to, by the way, hide out in Waterville, basically got away from his fame and fortune, sort of hung out in Waterville and, and Mick O'Dwyer, you know, all that. There's all that. There's you just endless. It's endless um, unearthing. And that's why. I do make it a priority to go back. That's why I, I do feel like it is a home away from home. And um, it's a point of pride to, to feel that embrace and to want to, to continue to chase and to appreciate and experience uh, the, the, you know, the Irish. It's a, they're very, very amazing people, amazing country, North and the Republic. It's, it's cool. I, I can't say anything, but I appreciate all of that because I was that guy <laughs> giving you shit. <laughs> I was that caddy bringing you back down to earth, you know? Yeah. What, club I, what club will I hit, caddy? Yeah. I'm like, the only one you can hit straight, sir, the five iron, off you go, you know? Um, <laughs> that, was, that was me. Yeah. No, the it, tip it, was affected. <laughs> yeah. Don't go there with thin skin. Don't go to Ireland with thin skin or it's it's not for you, honestly. <laughs> I appreciate all your time and some great insight into, I suppose, the jewels we have around our own country. And I think it might be time. And, and we're all doing it anyway in our own homes, is embracing each other and embracing Irish people for what we are. And that's embracing people. So maybe when we are able to spend some time in, in not so socially distance uh, apart from each other, ideally in March on the golf course, hopefully, or maybe it might be mid-April, the rate for vaccinating people. Um, doctors are getting out of college faster, let's put it that way. Um, but we should venture out and embrace each other and embrace our own Irish welcome, I think. And for anybody who's listening stateside or that other place we call England, um, you know, the experience is here for you as well. And hopefully this chat has given you that insight. And gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Um, and hopefully we'll see you on the fairway or the beach bar this summer. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah, good seeing you guys. Be well. Well, I know one thing, and that is I really enjoyed chatting all things Irish golf courses. Inside the golf course and outside the golf course, we heard some absolute gems there from Matt Adams about crawling under castles and Matt Janela about fairy trails and Tom Coyne about the best bars on the coast of Ireland. So something for everyone. Big thanks to the three gentlemen for joining me. I look forward to catching up with them individually maybe for future episodes. If you have enjoyed it, leave a review. This goes out Thursday, the... What date? The 25th of February. The new Paddy Talks Golf website launches on Monday the 1st with limited numbers of hats, visors, bucket hats and yardage books for you to pre-order. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to getting some quality products into some quality people's hands. So if that's up your street and, and you like what I do and, and the content and these episodes, then pick up a hat, a visor, a bucket hat or a yardage book and, and flaunt it, rep the step. 
this year in 2021. And let's all come together as a community. There's going to be a members area on there for you to enjoy with some content that I won't necessarily post anywhere else. So just for you, just for my friends and friends of the podcast. So that is what I'll leave you with this week. Until we tee it up again soon, I'm Paddy. <laughs>